We are recording. Um, you know, I mean, you, if, as long as you can hear me now, we'll be all right. I can. All right, here, cool. You can take out the earbuds if they're not doing anything for you. It's important they're, that I have they're them cozy. on. The metronome's on. That's annoying. Oh, that is annoying. But yeah, excellent. Well, Zach, when's the last time I saw you, or you saw me, or we saw each other? Um, whew. it's been a while. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. It's had to be like three, four, three years or something. Unless we saw each other like just randomly. I don't think I've seen you in a while. Yeah, it's, it has been a while. Well, I mean, I definitely came over to your place in Louisville once, and we watched some tennis. That's the last thing I remember. Like, Which place? The, the one by the tennis courts and stuff? One by the tennis courts. This University Park? No, off Eastern? No, it's off Eastern, I think. Wherever it was that... I think I've only had one place in Louisville, right? Uh, it was over, it's kind of over by Barstown Road. That's what I remember. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it wasn't your place, maybe it was maybe someone else. What were we doing? What was the we were watching tennis. We were watching someone play tennis. Oh, was there like a big TV there and then like couches and couches? And yeah, and then, and then you'd, you'd go forward and to the right there was like a bathroom. Yeah, like, do you walk into the kitchen? I thought you walked into, like, the TV room. Maybe. There's this one place that was, like, a tennis house, basically, where some tennis guys, they live there. And I hang out there all the time. So, okay. could have been there. Yeah, it could have been there. Huh. Yeah, that's the last thing I remember, but I... My memory's not the greatest. Um, yeah. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Well, it seems like you've been uh, you've been up to your different stuff. So, I mean, you work at the uh, the garage door sales place now. You yeah. said you you've had a few other jobs. Yeah. Recently. So, right now, I'm at the garage door warehouse place. So it's basically they wholesale garage doors. So, mm-hmm. so the business is so we don't install anything. So I was there before that. I worked at BJ's as a host. As a host? As a host, a male host. Wow. And How I was you get a, that job? I feel like that's almost hard to get as like a serving type of job. I, you know, I was, what's it, What's being a host like? Like that always, I feel like that's like the best job you can get at a restaurant. You just kind of stand there. Yeah, you just stand there. I'm sure it's pretty I, boring. It was real boring. I didn't really like, uh, I don't know, interacting with the customers as much just because I had to always be smiling always be happy yeah it doesn't fit your personality that well and nothing against the other <clears throat> my co-workers there nothing against them but we just weren't on the same page I guess you say yeah a lot of them were hipstery type not like in a bad way or anything I don't want hate on them but yeah but they just weren't I don't know so funny story they were there. low lives yeah no I I just <laughs> told them Hopefully they don't hear it, but I just told them, yeah, my car, it broke. I can't come to work anymore. So I just never came back. Wow. And then I got this job, so. Yeah. I mean, it worked out. They so. Yeah. I'm surprised. Did you ever try to find a job in, uh, in uh, E-Town? Yes, I did. The one before that one, I had a job in E-Town. That was at call center place. 
calling okay. up the sports people. Because I know that you're so used to it. Yes. Driving from Elizabethtown to Louisville, which it's about an hour, 40 minutes to an hour, right? Depending. Yeah. And um, and I always just thought that was, it was insane, especially with someone who's like, I don't know, I just get frustrated when my time is, is slim. And uh, and that's just one way to, that you know, you're going to be spending a lot of time commuting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, I mean, I'm what's, what, how do you compare Elizabethtown to Louisville? Oh, big question. Louisville is definitely, I'd say mostly what I notice is the people that you see, say, driving around, you see totally different kinds of people, like different lives being lived, I guess you could say, because, I don't know, E-Town, you see like a older population, kind of, uh, or a very young population, and then Louisville is more of a... Mixed I guess basket. I see, yeah, mixed basket. I see a lot more people around just walking around that are my age, which is kind of a... I think that's a plus. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. It might be hard for a... You know, I guess there's not much to do in E-Town. Yeah, that, I mean, that's... I guess that'd probably be one of the big things people say as far as the variety of businesses and stuff like that, food-wise. Like, you're not going to find whatever that massage place I was talking about in E-Town, that's not yeah. going to be there. You're not going to have any Do you think of... if that massage place was there, they would get any business? No, I don't think no. so. Yeah, that's something like, you know, the the lake is actually closer than E-Town, my parents' property. Mm-hmm. So if I was living out there, I would certainly have to commute. And I'm like, would anyone even, if I had like a massage business out there or whatever, would anyone yeah. even come? You know, would I be, probably not have enough. Yeah, I mean, unless they're coming from far and wide, you know. Yeah, which they could. You, you, they could, but you'd have to offer something really special, you know. Uh, yeah, I have a question. I was funny. I was talking to to a friend about this guy, uh, Zach Costin. Does he oh. is he still in jail? Zach, uh, like he got arrested for kidnapping someone, right? Well, see, there is a is a big story, long story. A lot of I mean, this is a while of people ago, involved in it. Yeah, and whether or not he was the one to actually do anything. Yeah, like I, he's a good guy. I'll, I'll say that right now. He's he's still a good guy. He's always been a good guy. But no, he's not in jail anymore. He's he's actually down in Louisiana, uh, going to school and doing a lot of fun stuff. He's talking to my other cousin. He likes to fish a lot, so he's doing some Louisiana fishing. It's probably good stuff. Yeah, it's definitely. Stuff there. Good catfish in him. Yeah, nice. Well, I'm glad that he's doing well. Yeah, I was, no, he, uh, he is. afraid for the worst. But um, excellent. What's Madison Bowser up to? Madison, I haven't seen Madison in a little while. I've talked to him some on Snapchat and stuff. And he's uh, actually took some judo classes with him. Really? So judo? We did that, or not judo, excuse me, jujitsu. Jujitsu, okay. Yes, not judo. Now we're a podcast talking about jujitsu. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Let's see. That's what the people want. Jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yeah, jiu-jitsu and yoga and shit. Mm-hmm. I've never done jiu-jitsu. It sounds like a good time. Um, oh, oh, my gosh. Wow. My dad just texted me. Oh, yeah? Saying that he's stopping his statins. The medicine I was talking about. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, that That's good, right? That is good. Now that I've got... There's all this responsibility on me if he has a heart attack now, but... I, know, um, I am confident 
that, that that's the right decision. Um, so I hope it does well. Uh, I hope he doesn't expect anything uh, too fast changes. Like that takes, that shit mm-hmm. takes a while to damage you and it takes a while for it to, mm-hmm. that damage to go away, I think. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. I, I, so just to uh, preface this, I'm not going to get too deep in the weeds uh, because it is kind of personal and I don't want to reveal too much. But I have a firm belief that the paradigm of heart disease that we've been living under, that cholesterol and saturated fat are what are, is causing heart disease, which is the number one killer in the United States, so it's kind mm-hmm. of a big deal. I don't believe that. I, it's, this is not a fringe thing either. Look it up for yourself. This is a very common opinion with a lot of doctors, and it's starting to overcome the older opinion. Mm-hmm. And that statins, which lower your cholesterol by blocking an enzyme in your liver, I believe they're very unhealthy because they block a lot of a lot of other molecules that are created along the way to create cholesterol. Not only is cholesterol a huge component in your brain, but also every single one of your cells. So cholesterol is important. We shouldn't be blocking it. Because your body makes like 70% of its own cholesterol. You can make 100% if you go vegan. I mean, like, you know, I consume zero cholesterol for a while. Mm. You need your body making the cholesterol. You can't just get all of it from foods. And another molecule that's made that's blocked by that enzyme is, uh, or blocked by that drug, is this uh, coenzyme Q10, which is a powerful antioxidant, very important for heart health. So I I definitely don't think statins are, are healthy. And if you if you really look at the commercials, like for statins, they're just like they, they just say things. They don't prove any of it. They just say like, oh, this uh, take Repatha help lower your your LDL bad cholesterol. Do it. Yeah, it's not like here here's like a a, a chart of why cholesterol is fucking you up. And I'm just mm-hmm. gonna use this opportunity to explain how heart disease is actually caused in terms of cholesterol and why cholesterol is in the plaque that blocks your arteries but it it's not the cause because so so let's imagine your artery is like a highway and you have like you know you have the the uh, what are they, the the ends of the highway called like the, the shoulder you have the shoulder, okay. shoulder. so the, yeah. the shoulder that's like your blood vessel the, the wall of your blood vessel so um, it's in the cars so when they say LDL and HDL, that stands for high-density lipoprotein and low-density lipoprotein. The LDL is what they're calling bad. And LDL is really, it's not a cholesterol itself, it's a protein, but it carries cholesterol around. So the LDL is like a car on the highway. Okay. And the cholesterol is like a passenger. But there are other passengers they don't tell you about. Triglycerides and antioxidants, uh, some vitamins... Like each cholesterol actually has like cholesterol. If cholesterol is a passenger, each passenger has a purse, and the cholesterol is actually taking vitamin D with it and other shit. Cholesterol is important for moving around vitamin D and other hormones, so it's super important. And all right, if you were going to try to decrease accidents on your highway, what are you going to do? Are you going to say, all right? There's one way to do it: is to say, all right, no more passengers. That's what lowering cops on the road. <laughs> no. Uh, well, there, I guess that's one way. I'm not sure what yeah. a cop is in this situation. Yeah. But so the one way you could do it, say, all right, we're we're getting rid of the passengers, mm-hmm. so we're getting rid of LD, we're getting rid of the cholesterol, or 
you could say, all right, we're gonna have less we're gonna have the same amount of passengers, but we're gonna put them in less cars. We're gonna carpool. So, so that's so. Here's where some other things come in. Your doctor is gonna measure your HDL, your LDL, and it's and they're probably not going to measure your LDL particle number, which is your amount of the cars on the highway, which is more important than how many people are in the car. You know, it's okay. it's all about so. So they've actually found that the healthiest people have high LDL cholesterol, but low particle number. So they have a lot of passengers, but it, but they're efficiently packed yeah, with all the cars. It's, it's not like every passenger is driving their own car, which would be the, your worst case scenario for wrecks. And a wreck is, is when that uh, LDL is pushed into the blood vessel wall and then the cholesterol is sent there to heal it, and they start accumulating. That's where you get the plaque. So it's uh, it's not cholesterol is not to blame. He's just this, mm -hmm. he's just the scapegoat. You know, people are saying it's cholesterol. It's what it is, is. Is it's high blood pressure pushing those cars into the shoulder. Essentially, that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. So it's high blood pressure, and it's uh, inflammation, and that's what's causing the scratches on the on on the shoulder essentially and that's where the cholesterol is trying to heal so inflammation oxidation and uh, high blood pressure so it's uh it's taking statins might reduce your it's going to reduce your risk of heart attack for some people who already have heart disease uh, because it's going to get all those people off the road but yeah. um but those passengers are going somewhere you know and so it might help you with heart disease, but it might fuck you up with brain disease. So I think that's a big problem with a lot of medicines and a lot, even diets. Like they say vegan diet, you know, you can reverse heart disease, but I don't think it's the best for the brain. You can't just say, oh, it cures this disease. Although that disease, heart disease is the number one killer. You can't just say, because it cures this disease, this is the perfect diet. Like they're putting it under the magnifying glass too much or something. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm not against science, but here's the thing is that logic or nature mm -hmm. and science, the truth is when you see them intersect, like, because science on its own can be misconstrued, construed. We interpret nature, whatever, however we, you know, we can't interpret it perfectly either. But when they agree with each other, the logic saying like, okay, like, you know, if we, if we're hunter gatherers, why would saturated fat? It like fits Destroy in, your, us. in your system. And yeah, so it's where the two meet that you'll find truth. And I think anyone who uses either side exclusively is missing a big part of the picture. I so remember. yeah, hopefully, hopefully that helps my, my father out with yeah. his, uh, whatever issues. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I know it's, I'm, I've got to tell myself that I know the results aren't going to come immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, just because you know, it, just because if it doesn't work immediately, doesn't mean that you should get back on the horse right away. You've got to you got to see see it out, and uh, and that's I guess one thing that I realized from dietary change and going vegan is that your body has a lot of stuff in reserve. So like you can make changes and not yes. feel the repercussions for a long time. Mm -hmm. There's some vegans who are fine up until like three years in, and they're finally depleted of. All, whatever nutrients they had in the beginning from uh, whatever omnivorous diet but 
Yeah, that's my rant. Um, I hope you learned something yeah. from that. No, it's very I've been doing a lot of research on the heart disease thing because it yeah. is. Uh, yeah. Because you look up what is the cause of heart disease and they're like plaque buildup, and then and you're like, what is the cause of plaque buildup? Things there. And then what's the cause of that? And what's the cause of that? And then and that's why this deuterium stuff I was looking up was so fascinating because mm-hmm. it's like you keep asking that question, why? Why does that happen? Why does that happen? And eventually you're going to get down to like a molecular level, like what's going on 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 the molecular level and and I still don't understand it <laughs> but yeah. I'm looking at I mean, it you can keep going down yeah there's really only one podcast further. that covers the deuterium thing so okay. it's definitely still a very new sort of concept but yeah yeah maybe people will hear this and they'll start looking into it yeah get some doctors listen yeah so Zach you seem to uh be interested in an alternative sorts of uh, healing and and thinking and, and stuff. I mean, yes, it, I can I can say it interests me. I yeah. can say that much. Since, since when? When was the first that time you looked into something like that? Ooh. It's been. I'd say it probably started around like in high school, like uh, with what you said with uh, the spirituality yeah, class. The spirituality we took. class with yeah. Mr. Murphy. I, I have to commend Saint X for having a Catholic school for having a spirituality class mm-hmm. like that. That's pretty like, cool. I love that class. Like uh, I'm sure you remember in that class, like those times where he'd just be like, "Okay, we're gonna like close our eyes and meditate for like a short bit." And just kind of see what you feel and stuff like that. Yeah. And that kind of really stuck with me because I don't know. It just felt 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 right it felt or something. Good. Yeah, it feels yeah, good. It felt good. Yeah. And then that whole orange experiment thing, or I guess you can call it experiment, where basically we just ate an orange, tried to notice everything about it, eat it as like slowly as possible, just taking the full experience. And that I think was I really like that. Because you can apply that to like your entire experience yeah, of life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's explain that for awareness. whoever ends up listening to this. Whoever you are, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, is so we had the spirituality class, and we were told one class they were given an orange, and we were went to the church, and they were told to sit with the orange and to listen to its story. Mm-hmm. So we sat there for like pretty much an hour, just holding an orange. And most people ended up eating their orange, pretty much everyone, uh, eventually. But and then w- when we met up, when we met back up in class the next day, we were told to tell people the story that the orange told you. And it was really funny the stories people, whether they heard it from the orange or they made it up, yeah. um, it was pretty funny to hear people talk about the orange and also how they said that. Uh, and I totally agree is that when you're, you're holding this orange. For so long and you finally eat it and that's the only thing you have to pay attention to it tastes damn good it was a it damn does. good orange it's a little sad you're losing your orange buddy yeah yeah some some of the oranges fought in vietnam and they all had their own stories yeah every orange is unique and now i can say thank them for their I've, I've eaten thousands of oranges at this point and uh every, everyone has it. everyone has their own story i think i might be allergic to oranges no joke like what really? uh Every time I seem, I'm not 100% sure yet, but I'm pretty sure that every time I eat oranges, my head itches the next day. Hmm. So that's kind of weird. I mean, if it 
goes in like you eat oranges, the next day it happens and it never happens any other time. I think it's the oranges. Because the other day, or like a, like a month ago, I bought 100 pounds of oranges online. That's a lot. Yeah. And uh, it's definitely itching. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Well, you know, apparently, you know, we, we were talking about Jordan Peterson being a carnivore, mm-hmm. carnivore diet. His daughter is what uh, got him onto the diet. Oh, and yeah, with her medical issues. Yeah, and mm-hmm. apparently, the literally the worst thing that she could eat for her problems are oranges. Like she's like, if she ate an orange, she would be like fucked for like a month, like out of commission, depression, really? who knows what. So, well, yeah, same I thing in oranges. Um, yeah, I have a theory that we're allergic to a lot of the stuff we eat, and we just oh, yeah. kind of just goes unnoticed because we're all like. Uh, this is what I always eat. How, how do you know how to be, you know? Yeah. No one's going to be yeah. able to tell you. That's the beauty of fasting is you're like, I'm not allergic to anything right now because all I'm drinking is water and air, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I was, one yeah, other thing I did. energy or here, Here's another weird thing I did while I was in Indonesia. I did a dry fast. I didn't drink water either. And I did that for four days. Oh. No water, no food. I did this because I had a fungal infection on my neck. It was nothing like crazier, but it was kind of, it was, it was ugly, it was gross, and 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 I was like, I wonder if dry fasting will get rid of it, and it helped a lot, it didn't get rid of 100%, but that four days, I took a picture of it like every day, and it got a lot better, and, because I was sleeping on, I was literally sleeping on the ground on the dirt, like one of the nights, I was definitely going to get something, it was so humid in the forest, yeah, the humidity, and, um, I mean, I was sleeping in a house, but I was, it was a dirt floor, I was, and I had a blanket on top of it, but it was definitely humid, and there's like running streams and stuff, so if I was going to get something like that, it was going to happen there, and it happened, yeah. uh, but the, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really, like, when you don't have any food or water, mm-hmm. like, a couple days in, like, I would feel energized just from smelling stuff, like, I would smell food, and it would, like, it would, like, it wouldn't make me full, but it would feel like I've yeah. eaten. It was, it was you're so, like hyper aware. Almost. Yeah, your well, your senses just you become really sensitive. Yeah, you become so because I mean, what would happen in the wild is you don't have food for a couple of days, and you need to be laser sharp to mm-hmm. to to take you know best opportunity of whatever food yeah. comes around. So, yeah, I definitely recommend fasting. Um, I definitely, if you're gonna do a long fast, I definitely recommend stocking up on nutrients beforehand like eating a bunch of organ meats beforehand just so you know that you're going into the fast with plenty of nutrients and uh and yeah what about the did you notice a difference with the dry fast as opposed to drinking water because like i don't know for myself i feel like like i don't know if i'm ever sick or something i feel like drinking as much water as possible is like i don't know that's kind of what i do yeah yeah um well, in my, on my water fast, I certainly, I was drinking more than my thirst required. Like, I wasn't that thirsty. But I, I was thought, like, oh, the more water, the better, you know. But if you're all, here's the thing about electrolytes I was talking about. The more water you drink, the more you're going to pee. And that means the more electrolytes you're going to pee out. And that's why I was getting lightheaded was because I didn't have okay. any sodium. I was actually dehydrated because I had no electrolytes to hold the water in my body. Mm-hmm. No matter how much water I drank, I wasn't hydrated. So the dry fast, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a lot. It was a lot shorter, but like I got to that same like spiritual clarity in like three days time as opposed to ten. 
So it was certainly accelerated in that sense. And here's, here's another weird thing. Apparently that's a great way to deplete yourself of deuterium. Uh, I'm not going to talk about deuterium again because I don't know anything about it yet. It's, it's so complex, but uh, apparently your body, when it burns fat, it depletes deuterium. And when you're not drinking any water that has deuterium in it, you're essentially just depleting deuterium or whatever. But yeah, I think uh, the dry fast, it really wasn't that hard. Like I was pretty thirsty at the end of that four days, but I could have gone longer. Yeah, I don't know. You weren't complaining and stuff like that. No, I was fine. I could still move around, you know. I was, agitation easier? Um, agitation, like getting as annoyed. As, yeah, getting annoyed, basically. Um, no, not really. Like, I just whenever I fast, I usually try to consume myself in some sort of information, because if you have that much mental clarity, like I just like to read because it's just so enjoyable yeah. to read when your mind is really clear. Like if, if you have like brain fog and you try to read, you're like, this is impossible. Yeah, it's more just like something you just do in the past the time, kind of. Yeah, uh, but if, if you feel that sharp, you're just like, read, like you can read and absorb so much information. At the time I was studying for my permaculture design certificate. And uh, so I was pretty consumed with that. I was just watching uh, Bill Mollison and, and Jeff Lawton's permaculture design course that had been recorded from like 2005 RIP Bill Mollison founder of permaculture uh, but I was yeah I was very consumed with that and the mosquitoes were really bad so I never wanted to, I never wanted to go outside of the hut because oh, it was just they were, they were that bad there yeah it was like there the was, I wanted to I wanted to go work out and they had a little pull up bar and a dip bar set up there mm -hmm. it was really cool uh but I would go, I'd do one pull-up, and I'd get bitten like eight times by mosquitoes, and I'd be like, fuck it, not working out today. I would do that every day. I would go up there, I'd do like one pull-up, just be like, I can't do it. I can't. Were, were the local people, are they like just used to it, or they don't get bit? Um, they certainly get bit. I think they don't react to it as much. Like, I would, my skin would like react very strongly to it. It'd be, uh, it'd be a big welt, it'd be super itchy, mm -hmm. uh, and it, would, it wouldn't go away for a long time. And a lot of them, apparently, a lot of people say you like get used to it after three weeks, your body will like make some antibody. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it works. But like, I wasn't staying anywhere long enough for the three weeks to really work. <laughs> uh, I did yeah. stay there for about two months. So, and I don't, I didn't see really that much improvement. Uh, there is one guy there who Mateen, the guy I stayed with, said that he was immune, and that's why they that's why they had him work for him because he was immune to mosquitoes. Because he would walk around shirtless, barefoot, all day long doing yard work there yeah. when the mosquitoes were ferocious. I think he just was a man about it, and mm -hmm. also I don't think he reacted the same way as I did. But apparently he was immune. Apparently he was like kind of like half retarded too, but. Um, oh. He he was he was uh, he was doing yard work though, so it didn't really matter. Um, huh. Yeah, they said they kind of blamed the mosquitoes on a neighboring, uh, like a neighbor cut all their grass at once, and all the mosquitoes had to move. I don't know. I was surprised at how bad they were because it was the dry season. Yeah. Like, and a, a volcano had erupted on that island when I was there, and wow, I literally I woke up one morning and it, I thought it was snowing. And I was on the, I was pretty close to the equator, so I was like, there's no way it's snowing. And it was ash from the volcano. Man. And it coated all the plants with like a thin film. Yeah, I know. Um, it coated all the plants with a thin film. And that film 
literally I'd stayed that was the beginning of when I got there and after like the couple months I stayed it was still there because it hadn't rained a single time and the mosquitoes were still ferocious I'm like where are all these mosquitoes breeding you know and mm-hmm. uh, but it was next to a pond I know I know oh. that's what it was but yeah my my team just kept saying kept saying oh we have fish in it they're eating all the larvae that's bullshit, dude. I don't see any fish in there. Yeah, no. The mosquitoes but, compensate for that. Yeah. They have like a million babies. Oh, yeah. The mosquitoes there were not even close to as bad as in the actual rainforest where the orangutans lived. There, it was so bad that they would bite through like two layers of clothing. Like, it was really? intense. Yes. Like... My entire leg was I was wondering that. Like, sometimes I have like long sleeves and jackets on and I still get... Bug bite, like mosquito bites under. Yeah. Is that them biting through it or? Oh yeah, they're biting through, man. They can bite through. I know for a fact. I've watched it happen. I was wearing two shirts, and there's one on my arm. Just goes right through both of them, and uh, they're they're impressive creatures, and they're probably going to be the downfall of my Kevlar. Yeah, it's really. If I I tell people this, I probably mention this in every podcast. I'd still be there if the mosquitoes weren't there. You know, like I love mm-hmm. I love the tropics, but Sweet. at one point I was like mentally about to break uh, with yeah. the mosquitoes. I was mm-hmm. just like, "There's no escape," you know, like, and yeah, there's no escape all day. And you get really paranoid. You're like, you, you hear the noise, and you're like, "Oh my god, where is it? Got to kill it!" You know? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it was rough. The, the funny thing is, the mosquitoes in Hawaii were pretty bad too. But I would like, but it was different because I'd get swarmed by them. There'd be like a hundred on my leg. They'd be swarming, but and I'd get, I could see them biting me. But none of the bites would turn into bug bites. Then none of them would itch. So it was different. They were probably different species than the Indonesian mosquitoes. Yeah, I wonder what's going on there. Yeah, apparently the Alaskan mosquitoes are like the worst though. Like just because they're so short to breed, they're extremely aggressive. Hmm. Yeah, I hate mosquitoes. And one, another one of the things, like, going to the forest, ticks. Yeah, ticks, ticks are, are like, getting really bad here lately. I hate ticks. Like, I, I would love to go just walk through the forest or whatever, but yeah. I just get ticks all the time. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. And the ticks I got last year were so small that I literally thought yeah, they were yeah. freckles. Like It's like season by season. They, they like, the whole generation is, like, a slightly different or something. Yeah. These were so small, like like I literally could had trouble seeing them, mm-hmm. and but I, they would still make me itch, and I got like a bunch of bites. Um, yeah, yeah, ticks suck, man. Bugs, uh, I think as the earth gets warmer, we're gonna see more and more of the type of problems. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah, so, I'm sure a solution will come up. Yeah, well, what, what do you mean? What type of solution? As like something should compensate to eat them more or something yeah well maybe that's a way of, maybe that's like one of the earth's defense mechanisms to get rid of humans to breed mosquitoes oh yeah I mean you could say that like the, what, like the earth is a living thing and it's immune system is fixing itself yeah it's, a, it's getting a fever that's exactly yeah. what we would do I absolutely believe that earth can be considered to be an organism and that we're like cool. We're like micro, we're like it's microbiome, you know. We're running around fucking shit up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I can agree with that. I don't know. Most people I talk to, they don't, they, I guess, they haven't defined life themselves. They just know 
what they've been told. So they basically only say that humans and animals are living. Trees are kind of living. Yeah. Well, it's just weird how humans, we want to, we want to define consciousness to only be, include ourselves. Yeah. And I'm like, because they're like, oh, does that, does that animal really know anything that's going on? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like that squirrel literally has memorized 1,000 different locations of acorns. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's like very specific, but he knows what's going on, you know? Yeah, well, some people counter-argument that will say, squirrel has no clue what's going on, he's just a robot. He's just programmed. Yeah, programmed yeah. instinct yeah. type of deal. That's the same shit which, we are doing now, too. I mean, yeah, which, yeah, you can't distinguish that from consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, I I, put those same parameters I do yourself. understand what they're trying to get at though. It's like you you know you look into like a bird's eyes and you're like it's not quite as like it doesn't see you the same way as like a dog would or like a squirrel. Yeah, you don't like, feel that like connection. Yeah, kinda, like I know that's pure. It must be like pure purely like mammalian thing or because um, you know you look at a fish and you know it's like well I think you know consciousness is different. You know, maybe it doesn't know what we're, what we're doing at all, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean it, it's not conscious in some way. The yeah. birds fly around the world and can land anywhere, you know, just and uh, get back to where they were. Yeah. Very pretty cool. The whole connectedness of the yeah. birds to the earth. Have you seen the new uh, Planet Earth style documentary that came out? It's called Our Planet on Netflix. I've heard about it. I haven't gotten a chance to see it. I watched all the uh, Planet Earth, Planet Earth. Yeah, this is pretty life. spectacular. I mean, they always by up Oprah. it up a notch every time. Yeah, by Oprah. By Oprah? No, yeah. you want you gotta have uh, David Attenborough, man. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Cumberbatch. Batch. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I I've said this. I think that they need to have David Attenborough say every word in the dictionary, so that they can just have him narrate forever after he's dead. Just like have him. Be the robot voice. Yeah, yeah, I know that wouldn't be the same, but it's not going to be the same without him. I'm sure, he's like ninety-three or something. What is he that old? Yeah, you know he my still my seems young. Yeah, my you know my hedgehog died recently, like what? last like two weeks ago. What was, what was his name? Peaches. Pe- that's right, Peaches. Yeah. Man. How old was she? She was eight. Eight. Is that old or young? That's for very old for hedgehog. Very. He usually only live like three to five years. Man. Must have taken good care of him. Yeah, I don't know. I've actually I've been telling everyone that for literally her entire life. That's three to five. I'm gonna Google it right now just to see if that's actually true. Like hedgehog lifespan. What do we got? I mean, it was pretty small. These hedgehogs have a lifespan around four to six years. Can be lived to be as old as ten. All right, so not quite as as epic as I've been telling people, but still eight, that's a long time. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, she's been, a, she's been with me since I was a sophomore in high school, you know? Okay. It was, so it was hard, um, but, you know, we all move on. She's buried in, out there outside, planted some flower seeds over her grave. Oh, nice. Yeah. She'll be good nutrients for the plants. I hope so. Life cycle. <laughs> yes, the circle of life. Was it just just old age? Yeah. 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 Her legs were kind of stopping to work, stop working, and she was getting kind of infected with that. Like, her legs were getting sores and stuff, and she was oh. shitting on herself. Oh. So that was only for like the last week, though. So oh. it it didn't last long. Yeah. Um, Tough last yeah. week. Yeah. 
Exactly. Were you saying that you might build like a tiny house at your property? Uh, well, so on our property we have like this abandoned house from like when we bought the property. Mm -hmm. It's by it's like runs right along a creek, which is nice, like mm -hmm. a, a spring. And we're gonna like renovate it, kind of like scrap it first because it, it's torn down right now. But but yeah, I, I have looked. I've looked into that stuff. Like my main thing that I was looking into was the. What's it called? Uh, uh, shipping crates and stuff. Oh, shipping crates. Yeah. yeah, I was looking at those. Those seem like a a simple way to start, like a framework, and you can stack them and stuff. Yeah, um, I've looked a little bit into them as well. Mm -hmm. And then like other other building materials, like I don't know what it's called, like mixing dirt and cob, hay and stuff. Cob. Cob. Yeah. That that's oh, well, that's like how you make concrete out of mud and hay. So yeah, that's probably like, what you're talking about. Like shit. Put yeah. It, put shit in the walls. Oh yeah. 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 I totally I love stuff. I love that stuff. Like uh, you should check houses. out you should check out yurts. Pueblos. What is that they call? You should check out yurts. From my research, a yurt is pretty much the most cost effective way to get square footage. As like tent yurt? It's like a tent, but it's you know, it's as sturdy as a house and it's warm and stuff, so it uh, Does it have like a wooden frame and everything or? Yeah, it has a wooden frame, but it's like it's very flexible and it's not mm -hmm. flexible, but like you can move it. You can move your yurt if you wanted to. And uh, I should show you a picture. That's like uh, I've heard of Mongol, like yeah, Mongolian it's the same thing. stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing except they have modern versions, uh -huh. um, and they're pretty beautiful. If I didn't already have the uh, structure for this tiny house, I'd probably do the yurt, and I probably I might do the yurt in the future. Uh, but it's definitely most cost effective if I just use the current frame. See, I mean. They're, look, I just love how spacious they are. I love the circular shape. I love the super high ceilings, and that's just really that one looks amazing. Yeah, that one's freaking awesome. Yeah, everyone uh, who's listening, make sure to Google yurts afterwards and question why you're not living in one uh, because they're awesome. <laughs> I have to agree. Yeah, and they're cheap. They're cheap too. Uh, mm -hmm. But the whole problem is that there's all these hidden costs that someone who's uneducated like myself just don't know about yeah. and after educating myself I'm like well shit it's a lot more expensive you know like permitting mm -hmm. and building a foundation and blah 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 and blah 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 it's just like they make it too hard to live in a house you know yeah. I, I listened to this TED talk once about this guy who's like yeah I was living in the city whatever I mean it's easier for him because he lives in the tropics but mm -hmm. I just moved home, built my own house in like a week, and uh, you know, out of like dirt or whatever. But it's a house, you know, and yeah. that's it. You know, a rat can make a home in a day, and it takes humans forty years to pay off their more house mortgage. You know. Yeah. Right. So I definitely think housing is a it's a scam, man. I wish that I wish that my college education money had gone into building a house for me. You know. Like that was enough money to build me a house. If I had owned a house, then that's how, that's so much must much less money that I need to make to survive. It is, and it just kind of because my rent is literally destroying me. It's so it's like it's there's not much affordable housing in Louisville. Like it's expensive. No, no there isn't. I mean, there are some bad like yeah you want to bad houses. Yeah, yeah. You could you could find some some cheap shitholes if you want. Yeah, <laughs> but but that's not really. Not really the type of thing you want to do. 
just, yeah and so I, I get a nice place and I feel good about it but then I only spend like two hours here every night before I fall asleep mm-hmm. you know yeah and then and people are always like uh you know because I, I, have, I have weird decoration style I've got a ping pong table in my in my main room taking up most of the space but I love ping pong you know and people are like oh what about your couch and stuff like I wish people came over more but they're they're not going to, you know. Yeah. We're, everyone's so busy, we can't even, you know. I don't even have time to to hang out with other people a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of times you hang out, you go do something or something. Go. Yeah, something. exactly. I, you know, I probably could use a couch. I got a couple chairs and stuff. But uh, the friends I want to hang out with actually love ping pong, so it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Are you not gonna have? Yeah. Not gonna just put something in here to appease some random person on TV or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, We're using the ping pong table as the podcast setup right now, as we did in every previous podcast on this platform, on the EvMac podcast. Remember to check out my other podcast, the Seeds on Ground podcast. See how many times I can say the word podcast in a minute. Podcast, no. um, (laughs) But yeah, I wanted to come out with an Earth Day episode on the other channel. Uh, I did not... But we should have some interesting people coming up. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun just uh, chatting away. It's what, yeah, what's well, really interesting is that w- once you get the camera out and you set it and you actually stream something live, you are way more like in tune. Oh yeah. Because I'm gonna listen to this afterwards and I'm gonna be saying like and you know and um like all the time. This is how it works. Okay. But if yeah, it's live, then you, you, you're actually thinking as you're talking. You're preventing yourself from doing that. Yeah. So I think doing it live is, is, a, is a good way to, to get better at that stuff. More pressure, though, for sure. It is pressure. I would assume. Yeah, it's pressure, but then again, no one's really watching this. And also, if they are watching Not it, yet. don't really care. Mm-hmm. But, no, yeah. Sure. Once you put something out there, yeah, creating stuff is... Is, is good you want yeah. to put it out there just so you don't want to just not create anything yeah uh, it I do I do like to create I like the podcast because it's you know I wanted to talk to you anyways to catch up because we haven't talked in so long mm-hmm. and it's just as easy to do that and record it uh, so yeah. it's it's just such a lazy way to create <laughs> because make, I, I'd like to make YouTube videos as well but it's just so much more effort which needs to be done. I need to do that. I need to put in the effort. But just to say that I'm putting something out there mm-hmm. that is actually like mine. Yeah. Is, uh, it helps me feel like I'm making progress. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're learning new stuff every day or at least try to, you know? Yeah. Like, I think that's one of the main things or it's just learning new things. Always have like some kind of goal in mind. You don't yeah. want to be stagnant. Yeah. I get the mosquitoes. Yeah. And, and the stuff with this thing is like, it's intimidating at first, but the learning curve is pretty quick. Like once you know how to set up a podcast, mm-hmm. it's it takes me in five minutes, you know, well, depending on if my mic <laughs> comply, but and, you know, learning how to do the live stream that took like a whole day, but after that, I know how to do it. So mm-hmm. it, it helps. Uh, and I've actually got some decent equipment to work with. So if I do want to make some high fidelity stuff, I can. Um, and I've got I've got some people who are interested in, in working with me, 
to make this content. Uh, my friend Jacob, that's who we do the, the other podcast with, and, and I know my, my friend Ben is, is creative and is into that stuff. And you're making music now. Maybe you can make my, uh, my intro song. Okay. I could definitely give it a go. Nice. Very nice. What, what type of music? Just electronic? Uh, more kind of geared towards a hip hop type beat. Okay. But you don't make meditation beats? Uh, well, see, I, I listen to music in a weird way, kind of like, I don't, I usually listen to songs on repeat, if I, well, right now my aux cord in my car is broken, so I'm listening to the radio, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, there's a decent station in, uh, Louisville. Which one? Uh, 105.1. 105.1. It's, it's alternative music. Hmm. It's decent. I'll check it out. Yeah. It's not on one of my six channels you know oh, yeah what do you have I have 997 989 Quixie it's too much mainstream yeah stuff. So it's, it's pretty much all mainstream you stuff. got it 105.1 is pretty good I like uh, like at work and stuff been listening to the radio because they just have it on like Jack FM so that's like okay Jack FM okay yeah but what is it like what's on the assault 105 one like, um, it's like it's all the the most popular um, alternative music so like you'll get Bastille and do you know who they are mm-hmm. um, who else uh, Bastille like Pompeii yeah like Foster the People yeah and I love, I love them yeah so it's good stuff it's pretty repetitive just like every radio station but mm-hmm. it's still decent and uh, I don't really listen to it much anymore but um, sometimes on my way they've got a decent morning show when I'm on my way to work mm-hmm. wait so you work so you work from 7 to 4 7.30 to 4 damn you, have, you must have to wake up pretty early uh, it's not too bad I wake up set my alarm at like 5.45 what time do you go to bed uh, it varies usually around like midnight-ish a little before you're not getting much sleep man no I'm not it's, it's, it's not good <laughs> no, I can definitely feel like I don't know, like with uh, with sleeping and stuff. I feel like I never have a good night's sleep unless I remember my dreams, mm-hmm. and then that kind of that's important fulfills my sleep need. Yeah, but most of the time, like like just working at this job and not going to bed on time. Like if I eat unhealthy or something like that, I'll just basically be like zonked out at night. Yeah, and just go to bed, wake up. Just be like, just like that. Where am I? Yeah. Yeah. And just be it. If I have a dream, I remember it, I feel refreshed. I don't know if there's any science behind that. I think there is. Just my experience. I heard that for people who had like traumatic experiences, that dreams are are like pretty much therapy. Like if you you have really bad dreams and then you, if you, but only if you remember the dream, is it effective? Mm-hmm. So, which makes sense. Yeah, and um, that's a skill, and it's 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 just practice, basically. Yeah, remembering dreams. Yeah, and Both so writing down in your notebook. Yeah, yeah, I should do that. I I I'm so fascinated with dreams, mm-hmm. but I think they're finally starting to figure out what they're for, and I think that's part of it is the kind of the therapy and the trauma and, mm-hmm. and memory and stuff. Like yeah, a lot a lot of weird stuff can happen in dreams. Yeah, like scary dreams. So. Uh, a lot of people are scared of dreams, you know, nightmares and stuff. Yeah. And they think it's a bad thing. 
It's interesting. I, if anyone wants to try this out, I've done this before. If you take a mugwort, which is an herb, you can smoke it or you can, you could probably find some way to eat it. I'm not sure. But if you smoke some mugwort, which is totally illegal and totally non-psychoactive, but you will have crazy vivid dreams if you do it. And, uh, and I've heard people tell me this recently that they, if they were, you know, if they didn't want to do a psychedelic, they would be more comfortable doing having a psychedelic experience in a dream, like and waking up afterwards, you know, which is pretty. It kind of is. Because um, I say dreams are more. If you're aware, they're way, way more intense. Yeah. Intense, or at least they're, they are hallucinations. You know, yeah, hallucinations. You're basically, dream. yeah, you are you are hallucinating. You travel to a different, seeing people and yeah, all sorts of stuff. You know, like it, yeah, this scary stuff. Like I've had weird dreams. I'm sure you have weird dreams where it's like it's not even something you think you're not even thinking yeah, about. Like, why like, did my mind take me there? Yeah, you know? but you still feel everything as if it was an actual experience. Yeah, you have any weird dreams lately? Lately, not lately. Lately, been the, like bad, bad eating habits and stuff. Have been. You think that eating affects your dreaming? Oh, oh yeah. A really? Lot. Yeah. Interesting. Like, as far as, I don't know, specifically there are certain foods and stuff Uh that are supposed to be geared towards that. I'm not aware of those. I mean, I've heard of them, but don't currently, can't name them. But, like, if you're eating, like, fast food and stuff, like, you'll definitely have this, like, food coma come over your brain you're like real foggy feeling. yeah oh i mean as someone who doesn't eat cooked food really at all mm-hmm. and it, this especially goes for with grains like if i were to eat pasta i would literally feel somewhere in between high and drunk afterwards. yeah like it, literally you feel like like you're on something yeah like I, I don't even like driving kind of same thing. you eat something stuff. you're absorbing it into your body it's yeah. becoming a part i of mean you. people don't realize that everything around you if you if you define drugs as something that alters your yeah. perspective or alters your the way your mind is functioning mm-hmm. everything is a drug like every food you eat breathing if you mm-hmm. if, if I can, oxygen bars yeah dude I can <laughs> I can make people trip out if they do the Wim Hof method just hyperventilating I love I love the Wim Hof yeah you can you can get real high just doing breathing yeah and and so people don't realize how powerful a drug food can be yeah and it's like it, I think it's just some people just have never even heard of the concept never even heard of the idea before and well they're not paying attention either you know that's true um, I mean sometimes well actually brain. people do notice they're gonna like oh I'm gonna be I'm gonna take a nap after this meal but they don't really like yeah the, the, they, sit with they, the feeling they joke about it play it off and it's funny yeah yeah it's not like they joke about cancer too. It's funny how, you how just gotta wonder joke what about they're giving themselves cancer. Yeah, you gotta wonder what their like goals are, what they think about time, all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is weird. Limited it, perspective. For, for me, I know, like, I try not to judge people too hard, but it's like, but yeah. at a certain point, judging's no good. At a certain point, you not can tell a lot about someone by their actions, and yeah. like, if they do certain things, you're like. They're, they're valuing certain things above others, which is, you're mm-hmm. allowed to value whatever you want, but it doesn't mean, I mean, it shows, you know? Yeah, I agree. Though, I mean, from a personal, like, 
perspective, like, I can have the greatest thoughts about, like, good goals, good mindset, good health, and I still might not follow through with it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. Discipline is so, its own thing. Yeah, that's something, yeah, its own thing to train. So you can't, like, hate on people for not, it's not, yeah. Like, tell all Maybe they, they just know because they don't not do there that. yet. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so but I was, the, assume the a lot process. of people don't know, though. Because uh, a lot of people don't. And I think that's, uh, what, it's intentional, so but. What's your experience with Wim Hof? Was I talking about it last time we hung out? Because no, I, well, not that I remember, you could have been, but okay. I, I've seen, as far as just YouTube videos, him okay. talking. All right, so that, that's a good techniques. framework on how long it's been since we hung out because I learned about it my senior year of college and I was like really into it. I'm still into it. I went to a workshop. Oh, really? Um, I never got to meet Wim, oh. but unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But I met some other guy and I've been doing the, I, I do the ice baths in the winter. I have oh, a yeah. 95 gallon trash can mm -hmm. that I get into that's full of water. I just leave it outside, it'll freeze over and I break the ice and I jump in. And um, yeah, the ice baths are something else. I think, I honestly think if I would give advice to anyone, I think cold showers every morning is like the best thing you could possibly, I don't even do it right now to be honest, but yeah, it's yeah. the best thing you could do because it has physiological benefits, but mm -hmm. it also builds that discipline. It does. And, and you can, you can use more discipline in pretty much every area of your life. Yeah, I mean, it's basically, are you in control of yourself, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're not in control of yourself, who is? Yeah, pretty much every religion is based around discipline. Like, you know, Jesus, had, you know, they have rules, the Jews, on yeah. um, what they eat, when they get up. Uh, they have a, I mean, apparently, I need to read these books. Apparently, there's like these forgotten books of the Bible where Jesus, oh, yeah, Jesus' those. teachings about raw food and fasting called mm -hmm. the Essene Gospels of Peace. Uh, I, I can't give to those too much credit because I haven't really looked into it, but that's what I've heard. Yeah. I, I haven't heard of those. I've heard of the, more like the Book of Enoch and stuff like that. Those more. What are the, what's that? Uh, well, like, I don't know as much either too, but like it's basically telling the different story on the whole take of like Jesus's life. Jesus was a murderer? N not necessarily that. Well, it talks <laughs> about like uh, basically aliens and stuff too. Aliens? Yeah. What's like, your opinion on aliens? I believe in aliens. I Like intelligent ones that will come down and Yes, I, for sure. Okay. 100% believe in them, but whether or not like, I don't know, when you say aliens, Usually, people's minds automatically jump to some weird foreign thing that isn't. They're just interested understandable. in Yeah, just some weird thing. And not aliens, as in, say, like humans, you have a level of intelligence. And it's on like a scale. So you just rise up the scale, basically. And you can't really get to the ends of the scale. So uh -huh. it should be able to be infinitely. Yeah. So basically, really, really far along the scale would be the aliens. Uh huh. You think they'll Other be? You think they're smarter than us? I'm thinking that. No, I mean I'm not saying them particularly, but I'm saying, as far as intelligent aliens, there's infinite there's, space, oh, okay. infinite. Yeah. So there's lots so of different levels. Those that we would interact with would be because 
Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't. Otherwise, we wouldn't interact. Okay, with. fair enough. So, like, there could be like microbial life and stuff like that. I'm not saying all. Yeah. Aliens well, have I mean, I feel like geniuses. I feel like if there are, I mean, there's at least going to be microbial because yeah. there's no way there's going to be like large creatures mm-hmm. without small ones, you know. Yeah, and as far as like back to what I was saying with the intelligence and everything, like you could say a rock has a level of intelligence, you know. Yeah. Like on on a scale, it's just really, 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 really down there. It only focuses with like certain it's, things, yeah. like because uh, like you hit a rock, the rock's gonna break. Rock doesn't just nothing doesn't happen. Rock's yeah, still, well, it has some sort of embodied intelligence by the structure of its molecules. It's still That's what you mean. Yeah, it reacts. Yeah. That's what I mean by that yeah I, I like that I like that concept and uh, what, what about AI what do you think about AI is it going to screw us or AI I think that no I don't think it will screw us it's just whether or not the bad intentions there or not yeah yeah I, I have an idea that AI will be it'll be more competitive people always think it's going to be like one thing there's mm-hmm. probably going to be lots of different AIs competing with each other yeah and I doubt that they'll really team up and destroy everyone, at least not in the beginning, like everyone thinks they will. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think it's a problem with their consciousness. It's more just whether or not they have the means of, like, of like to eliminate humans, like, if they're hooked up, basically, to weapons or something like yeah. that. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. But then you get into the whole... <clears throat> like super intelligence AI where they like know everything and know all the future stuff that would happen based on like variables yeah. in the present. I guess what I just don't like about it is that people say they're just like so into it. They're like, Oh yeah, we need AI cause then we'll have all the answers. I'm like, and I just, I want to say that the best things in life are unknown, you know, like mm-hmm. say I just did it, you know, like, yeah, I'll work on it. Um, but you, you know what I mean. Is it's um, If you know everything, then it's kind of, it's kind of boring. It's, uh, you, you, lose, you lose that excitement. So if there was some kind of God, he would be bored. Uh, I, don't really, a, I don't see... Well, then here's the question. thing. I don't see God as... I don't see God as a, a one being. I, I believe it's a collection of everything. So when, when I, I say like when I say personally about my belief in God, I mean that there. What I'm doing is I'm recognizing that there are laws of physics. Mm-hmm. If you admit that there order. are laws of physics, people th- seem to think God is the rule maker. I see God as the rules themselves, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, there are physics. There's something that defines everything, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's that's what God is to me. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, you know, because people that. are like, well, who set the rules? It's got to be like one guy, right? Like, no, mm-hmm. it's like the rules themselves are the gods, and uh, and I'm also a big proponent that you're your own god. It's like, I mean, mm-hmm. everything you've ever experienced have been through your eyes. Everything that you see isn't out there it's something that you experience within your own brain Mm -hmm. so and the only one that has the power to really do anything about it is you yeah I mean there could some people would say like you're only 
yourself, everything else is just an extension or extension. Yeah, it's a, it's all comes back back to oneness, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what I experienced on my uh, psilocybin induced journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I a kind of a clearness of sort removing of yeah i had a i'll be honest i had like a sexual experience with the trees not like explicitly but like so it was it was about this time two years ago and i was i was at my lake and just all the flowers and i just realized that the flower is so beautiful we go up and smell and stuff that's the flower's sexual organs yeah, no. And there's literally, and you, you get see, the pollen you can, all in your you can nose. Look, you mm. can look around, and you can see flowers everywhere. And I'm like, there is so much sex going on. Yeah. And I just, I internalized that, and I felt like, I just felt this, I felt all the sex happening around me, and it like aroused yeah. me. It's a little, you, you feel like an energy, it's like a creative energy. Yeah, that. and I felt it, and I, I got, you know, I didn't like, you know, I, I wasn't like having sex with anything, but I felt that in my brain. I felt like mm-hmm. the sex happening. And yeah, uh, well, you, you could notice it. You could see it going. Yeah, I felt like I was part experience. of it. I felt yeah. like I was part of this huge orgy with the forest, and it was quite possibly the greatest feeling of my life. Like it was awesome. But um, hopefully, that happens again. Hey, it, but it's the thing sure. is, it's around. It's around us right now. And uh, yeah. you know, I pointed out some beautiful flowers today. There are lots of flowers out right now. Mm-hmm. Literally, this might be the single best day to observe flowers in the entire year. You know, late April or maybe May. So, it, it, I mean, I saw a lot of flowers today. There's some good action going on. Yeah, there. and it's, and I, I mean, I feel it on a subconscious level for sure. Like it makes mm-hmm. me happier to be around, and but I think. It certainly wasn't conscious like this experience was. This was, this was in my more, face. Yeah. yeah, more aware of it going on. Oh yeah, I, I could. It was yeah, it was crazy. I mean, that's all the masculine, feminine aspects of, of everything. So they said. Oh yeah. It was crazy, man. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. It's this was a long cast, uh, but Zach, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for it's been a long me. time. We haven't seen each other in years, but uh, it's always a good time. Yeah, and uh, it was like yesterday. Yeah, let's play some some more tennis. Oh, I'm down. We'll get okay. better at uh, left hand playing left handed. Mm-hmm. All right, goodbye.